Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, the only cure for brain freeze. My name's Ed Gamble, and sitting over there in his flat is James Acaster, because we're recording this over the internet, James. Yes, we are. I'm in my flat, and Ed is in a secret location that he will not reveal to me. I will not reveal... It's not a secret location for anyone else, just the James. Uh, Mm. And this is the first episode of Series 4, James. I never thought we'd make it this far, Ed. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to us. And means uh, thank you to the great Benito. Yes, thank you to the great Benito always. Um, and when James says he didn't think uh, we'd make it this far, he means that because I heard James on another podcast recently mm-hmm. say that he thought we'd only do ten episodes. Yes, that's that's what I thought we would do uh, at the start. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember where I said that, but I definitely yeah, said you it. Said it on, I, it's on true. Brett Goldstein's brilliant podcast, Films to yes. Be Buried With, uh, yeah. and he started a new mini series called Films okay. to Be Buried with the, the Resurrection, yeah. uh, which he recorded an episode of. Uh, uh-huh. And you said uh, you didn't realise this would be a success. <laughs> you didn't think it would be, and you thought we'd only do ten episodes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought we'll do ten episodes just for ourselves because yeah. we like talking about food, and no one will listen to them, and then we'll just get on with our lives. Yeah, and here we are, many more episodes <laughs> in, taking yes. James by surprise as much as the rest of us. I'm shocked. I've made no sequel of it over the years. I'm absolutely shocked. Well, I know the thing is, James. I know you don't listen to it, but it's quite yes. good. This podcast. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's not not my thing. I love recording them. I wouldn't want to listen to them. Well, it's a shame because uh, coming up on this series, we've got some absolutely brilliant uh, episodes. Uh, some uh, from our uh, trip to America. We've still got loads of those to play out. There's some absolute corkers oh, uh, to play. I'm very uh, excited about a lot of those. Some like this one, which was recorded during lockdown. So it's uh, it's mm-hmm. over the internet. Uh, and then some that we managed to sneak in uh, before lockdown. So it's 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 a mixed it's a mixed bag, but not in the sense that any are lower quality than others. It's a no. mixed bag where every time you pluck your hand out with one yeah. in your grasp, they're all lovely. Some of them are in a different country. Some of them, no one's even in the same room. Some of them, just traditional off-menu. Yeah, baby. Uh, but to kick off Series 4, we thought, who better than the wonderful guest, Ramesh, Ramesh Ranganathan. I can't believe now, I, I slow down deliberately so you can join in at the same time. Yes. I yes. should just say it, shouldn't I? Yeah, but I, w- I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking, okay, yeah, we've got somewhere in another country, somewhere at home, somewhere that's normal off me. So we could say, like, someone's home cooking and someone's, like, yeah. a takeaway. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was trying to. Is takeaway of... the American one? 
I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And what's kind the no, what's the normal one? It's a normal restaurant, isn't it? Okay. Just going to the restaurant, having a Oh, so we got no a sit down meal. We got a sit down meal, yep. home cooking, yes. and takeaway. But this yes. uh so this is Home cooking. This one's home cooking. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the first episode uh, of Off Menu Home Cooking uh, with <laughs> Ramesh Ranganathan. Ah, oh, Ramesh, a fantastic comedian, I'm sure you're all aware. However, if he chooses the secret ingredient, we will kick him out of the dream restaurant for good. We will. And the secret ingredient this week is dried, dried limes. limes. Dried limes when you get a drink or something and they put that dried lime in and it looks like mm. they just put in a bit of off lime. Yeah, not happy about that. If Ramesh says dried limes, he is out on his ear. Hopefully he does not. What an awful way that would be to kick oh, off Series 4. What a bad way. Fingers crossed. But for now, this is the off-menu menu of... Ramesh Ranganathan. Welcome, Ramesh Ranganathan, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be here. Whoa, whoa. Welcome, Ramesh Ranganathan. We've been expecting you for some time. Uh, you, thanks for having me. Thank you, you, very, you, for having you me. impressed by that, uh, by the genie's appearance there? But Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, if you know it's a genie, it's difficult to know what a genie could do to push it over and above what, what a genie would do. <laughs> sure. But, so, but compared to a normal person, certainly very impressive. Compared to yeah. other genies, I'll, I'll reserve judgment. So Really? So you knew a genie was going to turn up, obviously. Mm. Um, so what for you would push it over the edge for a genie? What, what's, what's your top genie appearance? Yeah. Can't uh, wait to hear this. I don't know. I'd quite like it if they did a comedy thing where they were facing the wrong way initially. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of went, oh, there you are. That, okay, well, I'll have you know that in the genie world, that scene has been pretty hack. So okay. I, yeah. I deliberately didn't do that. I mean, okay. and, and in the human world, really, you want... <laughs> You sort of want a genie to do bad no, dad but there's something there's something comfortably old fashioned Come about on. it. Uh, I've seen Rob's last show and it does start with him <laughs> with his back to the audience. Hello? Uh, oh, no one showed up, I guess. Yeah. Oh, guys, I, cancel the tour. Imagine, <laughs> imagine going to see Ramesh at the Apollo <laughs> and he starts with his back to the audience oh. and turns around and says, I didn't see you there. Oh. I, wonder, I wonder how many oh, walkouts there'd be it. just fucking off the, off the back of the first line. <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ, is this the stuff he does? Amazing if you did that. <laughs> Especially if you, like, rose up from the ground, like, on a platform. Yeah. I, I get me back to the audience. Yeah. And then like really big music, yeah. and then it just all stops. Yeah, I then yeah. became conv- then became convinced that I just really needed to commit to it for it to land. Yeah. Just, it's, it's been ten minutes now. Can you just tell him this bit isn't going to work? Can somebody signal to him just to, then, just to turn around? Then you'd have to open the second half in exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah, and when you turn around, go not again. <laughs> you guys, did, be honest with me. Did you move the room around? <laughs> be honest. Uh, someone, someone's having a laugh at old rubbish. <laughs> well, yeah. welcome, Ramesh, to the, to the Dream Restaurant. You get to order your dream meal from our genie waiter here. Um, are you are you a food food boy? I'm a food boy. Yeah, I would say I'm a food boy. Uh, I uh, I'm not allowed to be as much of a food boy as I'd like to be at home. Um, because Why? because I, I like cooking. Actually, is the truth of it. I do enjoy cooking. But Lisa, my wife, uh, believes that the level of of disruption and mess that I generate is not sufficiently paid off by the quality of the meal. So, 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 what's essentially happened is that uh, I'm not allowed to cook at home. Um, but um, 
<laughs> but I did have it. I did. I, I had a bit of a during lockdown. We had. I had a bit of a, a face off with the kids because because I'm not allowed to cook. The kids haven't seen me cook that much, right? So mm-hmm. um, the other day we were having dinner, and they said uh, they said, "Oh, you know, because Dad can't cook." And I said, "You, I said, you what, mate?" <laughs> I said, what did you just say? He said, well, yeah, you can't cook. You don't ever cook. I said, don't confuse me not cooking with me not being able to cook. I said, name something and I'll make it tomorrow and it'd be fucking amazing. I said, I didn't say it like that. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, they named chocolate cheesecake, which I don't know how much you guys know about desserts, but that in terms of effort to pay off ratio, it's incredible. Uh-huh. It's the best dish you can make. It's an absolute piece of piss to make and it delivers. It's very impressive. So... Um, I taught my children a lesson, and that is not to doubt their father. Have they eaten that yet? They ate it, and they loved it, James. Absolutely they loved, it. loved it. Yeah, they really loved it. I mean, I was I, I was making something I couldn't taste, so it was a bit of a gamble yeah. on that because of the veganism. But um, sure. they, uh, what's that, a minute and a half I've mentioned it? Brilliant. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> We were uh, expecting it to come up, Robert. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair to you, I don't think we can do you on like a bloody vegans always mentioning it. This is a food podcast; it probably yeah, will come enough. up, mate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I do, I do, I do enjoy cooking, and I also do enjoy uh, eating nice things. I'm, I'm very much a big fan of that. Big fan of it. Also, also was there much um, home cooking in your house growing up? Yes, very much so. I mean, my my uh, my mum uh, is a very good cook, uh, and she started off. I mean, loads of Sri Lankan food, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of, I, I, I guess, it, it's its not much like Indian food. I mean, it's curries and stuff, but it's a lot drier and hotter. And uh, I, I had loads of really good Sri Lankan uh, food growing up. And then my mum started to diversify into, Italian was the, the area that she moved into, uh, which doesn't feel like the natural progression from Sri Lankan stuff, but it is the direction that she took. But she did very much uh, put a Sri Lankan twist on it. I mean, she made... I would argue probably the spiciest lasagna in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so she, she did. My dad was very much. I mean, my dad went on to die of a heart attack, and it's no surprise based on the stuff he was making. I mean, he used to sort of regularly deep fry boiled eggs as a, as a snack. <laughs> oh, I mean. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of things in my head that I don't want to say right now, but, but that is, he is dancing. That is a very... It's so much effort as well when you've I already, when you've already boiled it. an egg. That's perfectly lovely, have a boiled egg, but to go yeah. like, we're going we're gonna to need to deep fry this. I know. It's, uh, it's a heart disease waiting to happen, really. I, I, and nobody thinks... I, I, don't know, I don't know what it added to it. I don't, I don't know. He never really told me... What the deep frying was adding to the egg? I was like... he? Was I mean? I suppose it's a bit like a Scotch egg, really, isn't it? If you like mm. a Scotch egg is deep fried, but was he putting anything around the egg? Or was no, he... absolutely not. It was. But just he was, taking, egg, uh, it he was. was taking the shell off, right? Yes, he would. He did take. They did make that concession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, took, he took the shell off uh, and then just deep fried it and added a bit of chili powder and um, and then smashed it up. So uh, he boiled boiled it, deshelled it, yeah. put it in a deep fryer. Correct. Yeah. Then put some chili powder on it and ate yeah. it. And then said, uh, what makes you think I'm going to die prematurely? <laughs> that was his old catchphrase. He would, he would always say that as he tucked into <laughs> yeah, yeah. a deep fried boiled Yeah, as he had the yeah. third one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Also, you, uh, Sri Lankan food, uh, that's got a, it must have been quite easy for you being a vegan for a while because it's amazing, the like Sri Lankan vegetarian and vegan stuff, right? Yeah, well, it was uh, growing up, 
I, I, I wasn't. I, I think I went vegetarian about twelve years old. Okay. So I was eating a lot of. My mum made a lot of mutton curry, which is kind of which was my favourite thing to eat. And um, and and then they would make a lot of fish. There's a lot of seafood. My, my mum and dad used to take me to. Well, they had no choice. I don't think they wanted to take us, but they couldn't leave us on our own. We used to go to Billingsgate Fish Market, and uh, my mum and dad wanted to get the best stuff to make kind of curry out of. And I remember my dad would see stuff like, you know, he'd go, he'd go, I'm just going to go pick something up, and then he'd come back with like a baby shark over his shoulder that he was going to make a curry out of. Straight into the deep but, fryer? Yeah, I'd go straight into the deep fryer. A couple of eggs, listen to me. <laughs> Little baby shark, couple of deep fried boiled eggs, that's paradise. <laughs> Uh, it's <laughs> just, 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 just its fin poking out the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird because my brother and I both had that similar upbringing and I've grown up absolutely loving Sri Lankan food. Mm. Um, and my brother never used to, he never used to really enjoy curry. He, he, liked, he preferred English stuff and he didn't really like spicy stuff. The only exception being one of the staples of Sri Lankan cuisine is short eats, which is like little snack things like uh, mutton rolls, which is mm. just a pancake breaded, you know, yeah. wrapped up in this mutton curry kind of wrapped up in a little sausage shape, which is delicious, yeah. and vade and things like that and stuff like that. So my brother, my brother did like that kind of thing. But um, so that was I lived off Sri Lankan food for most of my childhood, and and that has uh, that's kind of st- my love for that has stayed with me. Did you ever have a, a deep? Sorry to come back to the deep fried boiled eggs. No, but I can't. Get, I can't get them out of my head now. Mm. Did you yeah. ever sample one? Good. good no, question. I didn't actually. I, I, I didn't. I just sort of. I felt like uh, I didn't think I'd survive it. Is the honest truth? It, it, it felt so, so bad for you. And at that time, um, that was around the time that my dad was doing it. That was very much at the time when we felt that, that people were sort of saying, "If you have too many eggs, yeah. you're in a lot of trouble." You know, yeah. And so for my dad to take what, what I believe was already a weaponized uh, food stuff yeah. and to deep fry it felt crazy to me. So I, yeah. I, I never dabbled it. And also the other problem is, is that's not the sort of thing you want to discover you've got a taste for. Sure. You know, because what, what you don't want is start yeah. craving that, something that unhealthy. You, you know, pears, fruit, you know, plums, peaches, that kind of thing you want to develop an addiction for. Deep fried boiled eggs. I think if that is something you've got a taste for, it's better off left undiscovered, really. I, I, it would be my take on it. That's what I'm like with, um, with deep fried Mars bars. I remember, mm. them, I remember them coming in for the first time when I was a kid and hearing about them and then being, you know, I think Newsround did a report on them and uh, being quite excited about it. But then even at that age thinking, I must never eat one of these. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I will want them all the time. I, and I, I, I can't try them. So and the problem for me is with deep fried Mars bars is that because I'm so I'm so inherently greedy. When people go, "Oh, that sounds disgusting," I just think that doesn't sound disgusting. No, that doesn't. sounds wonderful. Mars yeah. bar and batter, and it's <laughs> yeah. hot. And yes. you could possibly have it with ice cream. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how does that sound disgusting? <laughs> We're being on tour with uh, with Kevin Bridges, and he get, used to get a uh, pizza crunch a lot. You know, What's pizza that? crunch. No, it's battered and deep fried pizza. Right. When you say um, quite quite a lot, how often was he getting pizza crunch? Well, like, we did we pop of Anganathan levels of. Uh, uh, well, we did. How frequently had the eggs? We did two weeks in Glasgow. He played like two weeks consecutively in Glasgow, and I would say, well, look, I don't want to cast aspersions on Kev's diet. He's a very healthy guy, but I would say over fifty percent of the time he's picking up pizza crunch. Pizza crunch. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, listen, I want to give this some context. Yeah. It was like we, we were we did go out after the shows and have a few it wasn't like yeah. this wasn't brunch. Sure. You know, yeah. this was a, this was a late night 
poor decision thing. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to suggest that Kev would in the morning say to himself, I've about 11 o'clock, I think I might tuck into some pizza crunch. This is like sure. one in the morning we've accepted that the day's gone away from us. You know, that kind of, that kind of, that's how you, that's when you have pizza crunch. Also, I imagine that when he's in Glasgow, he's, Kevin Bridges has to, he's got a reputation to uphold, right? And all the Glaswegians going to be like, oh, I see what's happened. You, yeah. you, you think you're yeah. too good for it. He's got to be eating pizza crunch all the time to mm. keep his cred up. I guess, yeah, part part of it is you have to have, I guess I'd imagine you have to have some sort of pizza crunch on your person at some point at all times. <laughs> yeah. So that if you're in a situation where you have to kind of demonstrate your authenticity, yeah. you just go, well, I'm just going to tuck into this, guys, if you don't mind. That's why if you see uh, Kevin Bridges' uh, shows, um, like DVDs and stuff, you can just see a grease patch on his inside pocket because mm. he's just always got a slice in there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just whip, whip it out. Whip yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just in case he gets heckled, you've forgotten who you are, Kev. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go, am I? Just goes, <laughs> have I? Because uh, what's in this pocket? <laughs> yes, but before I pull it up a pocket, guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is a pizza crunch. <laughs> Bad luck. I, I don't know if I've ever uh, mentioned this before on the show. Um, once when I was very unhealthy, when I was at university, uh, I had three pizzas in one day once. <laughs> oh, no, you've not, you've not mentioned that on the show or off the show. It was a very big day for me. So we went for, we had, <laughs> I had a duck pizza at Bella Pasta for lunch. The duck, duck, I mean, duck pizza in itself is fairly indulgent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, it was gross. I, I just wanted any way of getting, like, the worst <laughs> food into my body. It was duck, but instead of tomato base, it was hoisin sauce. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and most people would go, and after I had that, yeah. I didn't have pizza again for a week. No, but no, you no, went no, on no. twice more that same day to have pizza. Uh, we had a show. I was doing a student sketch comedy show that night, and before yeah. the show we went out and I got, I got pizza... Pheasant, uh, pheasant pizza this time? Just from, a, just from a takeaway. It's probably pepperoni with extra cheese. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I remember this distinctly, but they had a thing running at the, at the, at the takeaway where they spun a wheel and you could win something. Uh, and I won a free garlic bread, so I had that as well. Uh, and then we went out and got pissed that night. And then <laughs> the about wheel. two in the morning, I ate a Doner kebab pizza. Oh, Fucking hell. oh my God. And I only, half, only halfway through it, I was like, oh, this is my third pizza of the day. <laughs> only halfway, you realise. Yeah. And I, I won that free garlic bread on the yeah. skinny <laughs> One of the best things that's ever happened to me was uh, me and two friends went to Pizza Express and ordered our pizza. And one, of the be- one of the best things that's ever happened. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And we all ordered our pizzas. And one of, them, one of our friends was a vegan. And his pizza just never arrived. And so they gave, but uh, me and my other mate, our pizzas arrived. So we got all of our pizzas for free and he still didn't get his pizza <laughs> was the best part of it. So we left and me and my mate, me and Ishkuma, got, got, got a free pizza each. And our other friend had no pizza and nothing to show for it. Mm, it's hilarious. That friend was Ramesh <laughs> Yes, it was. Uh, I just loved sort of, it. Just to see two people that you've eaten with, just enjoy their pizza because it had arrived promptly. <laughs> <laughs> to the, finish it in front of you while yeah. you wait for your food and then be told that their food is free as a result of, as a result of having suffered absolutely zero inconvenience in fact I would argue that their experience had been added to by being able to watch me as they eat their food not have my food yeah it was amazing and it was the best person for it to happen to it just immediately angry didn't hide it at all really furious best person to be there with as well and have Nish there who doesn't hide his glee whatsoever Ever. Ah, great! And then I just day. to fucking walk through the street with it. 
It was. Uh, I, I loved it when, when the waitress came back to the table. We're so so sorry that your pizza hasn't arrived. The meal is on us. <laughs> what? What meal? Didn't look at his what face. meal? <laughs> what meal are you referring to? <laughs> we always start with still or sparkling water. I, I would. I will go sparkling, please. Sparkling. Uh, and the reason for the, I, I, I just. Uh, I like the luxury of it. I, I actually have a. A diet coke addiction. Yeah. That um, that I apparently is a problem. I, I didn't think it was a problem. It's got zero calories in and stuff. But sure. is there, do, are you aware of this? That there's a. I don't think it's a. I mean, I've I found nothing but positives from drinking diet coke. For me, it tastes like normal coke anyway. As far as I know, unless we discover something else, sparkling water. You can have that as much as you like, right? There's no. Well, weirdly, I think there is something about it putting oh, for weight on sake. sparkling water. Are you being water. serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. I don't know the exact science behind it, but it's something. It's like the bubbles do something to trap calories or something. I don't know. The bubbles do something to trap calories. I, I, I'm not saying I'm an expert on this, but I've heard rumours that sparkling water might be bad as well. Mm. Okay, well, that's, that is... Well, the only uh, thing I've heard is that it's bad for your you know, enamel on your teeth. Yeah, but yeah, that like, is, a, that is something I'm worried about. I don't give a shit. No. Okay. But now, uh, but but you. So you say it's a luxury, but now you're glugging it all day long. Is it not? No, it's not a luxury yeah, anymore. I don't. Surely. I don't. Glug, I don't glug it all day long. But I, I sort of. Uh, I will tuck into it. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. I don't have it all day, but when I do have it, it's a guilt-free uh, pleasure. You, you probably like is the bottle like vertical? You got your head thrown back. Do you Sometimes shout, I do that. Sometimes I do that. You shout just, cowabunga before you drink it. Um. Okay, I, I, I'm trying to think of a time when I have shat because <laughs> I don't want to answer dishonestly. Yep. It's possible, certainly feasible. Yeah, it's certainly not outside the realms of possibility. We're not rolling it out. Um, I just saw this morning, actually, possibly because I may have been talking about sparkling water and my phone was listening to me. An advert for um, alcoholic sparkling water. Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw. What? I saw the adverts. Hard, well. hard seltzer. Never heard of this. Never heard of this. I don't know how I feel about it, really. I, 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 I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm in favour. I think I drink it. I drink it too quickly. I'd glug it. Yeah, down. that is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a similar problem with the Long Island iced tea. I don't know if you've ever doubled in that cocktail. No, but that is eminently uh, gluggable. Yeah, I can't, believe, I can't believe I said those words out loud. <laughs> Love it. Eminently uh, gluggable. <laughs> that was the original name of this podcast. Yeah. Emin- Welcome to eminently gluggable. <laughs> What's in a Long Island iced tea? Remind me. I don't know. Um, what? I really don't know. Hold on, let me look it up. Here we go. Vodka, gin, tequila, Jeez. rum, what? Triple sec and lime. I mean, I, don't, I, I think I might have looked. I, might, I think I might have accidentally looked up some sort of fucking underground recipe there. I mean, that sounds really. <laughs> that sounds like a really depraved version of the drink that I love. That's vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Drink it out of a jug or something. That doesn't sound very safe. <laughs> I have that problem with that is that you can knock it back and uh, um, I had a really weird experience with cocktail. Well, Lisa, Lisa doesn't really like me telling this story, but um, right. I will tell it to you. We went away for uh, went away for a night and the the hotel that we're at had a cocktail bar. And Lisa, have you either of you met Lisa? Uh, yes, once, but right, very, I, I have. She's very, very so quite chilled out, quite relaxed character. We went to uh, this cocktail bar. And um, we started knocking back cocktails, and something about Long Island iced tea just turned her super aggressive, <laughs> and she just sort of like started being really kind of horrible to me in, in kind of a in a way that she clearly found funny. 
Yeah. You know, she's like, she'd be like, you know, I'd say something, she'd go, oh, shut up, you boring old cunt. And then there was this sort of other couple sitting alongside from us. And then I, I would I'd say, I'd say, I thought I was like, no, she was getting pissed. I go, should we go, should we go up to the room? She'd go, oh, shut, stop being so boring. Let's have another drink. And then, and then she'd, she'd get the other couple involved. She goes, isn't he being boring? What a boring prick. Isn't he boring? And then they go, yeah, he is being really boring. Go, why, don't you just have a, why don't you just have a drink with your wife, you boring prick? And then they all sort of sat there kind of roasting me for a while. Um, and then Lisa vanished to the toilet and didn't come back for like an hour. And... Uh, and then the other girl said, "Shall I go find her?" Uh, and I said, "Sure." And she'd fallen After unconscious. After an hour, yeah, she, I think maybe forty minutes or something like that. And but you, 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 but you, you yeah. were sitting there for the forty minutes. Just, I'll be honest just with you, James. I, I enjoyed. <laughs> I was enjoying the break from my roast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd say, I'd say maybe ten minutes. Yeah. You should send someone in to look for her. Anyway, so we, we, we the next morning she woke up completely hangover free. Yeah, uh, oh, infuriating and, she, and completely forgotten about what happened and I, yeah. did, I chose not to remind her because okay. I just thought she's had a nice you know she's had a nice time I don't want to start you know dragging up the, okay. the sour events of the previous evening <laughs> um, and then about two weeks later we're driving past the hotel I said we should go back there one night to have a night there she goes I'm oh, not after what happened last time so I said so you do fucking remember <laughs> all, all this time I had assumed that had slipped your mind but it hadn't pop it up to bread well, look, I, I uh, thank you for your question, James. Um, <laughs> I, I I think I'd go bread, but it, the reason I'd go bread is because I prefer poppadoms. What? It's, uh, oh? Yeah, yeah. I I I, uh? I know, I know. Well, the, the, the reason I say this is because uh, I really love poppadoms, mm. uh, and actually, when we're on tour uh, pre-apocalypse, one of the things that we were doing was we we're going to oh. a curry house pretty much every night. Poppadoms lunch, and I love. Yeah, <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? It's weird to take something that's already been deep fried <laughs> yeah. and then to batter it and deep fry it again. Something only my dad would do. <laughs> um, no, I just think that they, they all, you always overindulge and it ruins the meal. It's like, whenever we arrive at an Indian, I'm always like starving. And then I ask for, they always say, how many poppadoms do you want? And they're asking you that at absolute peak hunger. Mm. And so I'll always say, suggest two, possibly three per person. Yeah. And then you finish the poppadoms and you think we could just leave now. You know, there's no reason to stay here apart from we've ordered food and etiquette dictates that we can't just do a runner after the poppadoms. <laughs> but I do think they should just have poppadom kiosks. You know, just like yeah. little shacks where you can just pick up poppadoms. Yeah. How, how, would you, how would you serve them, though, if they were like street food? I think, I think you'd have the poppadoms broken into pieces and served into a poppadom that's been formed into a cone. Oh, you, can yeah. get, you can get conical poppadoms, can't you? Yep. So I think it's just a conical one with the kind of bits in the... And, oh, then, how yeah. would you, and then you put the sauces on yourself into the cone, like a big, a big crunchy <sighs> ice cream. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. As I described the conical thing, I knew that that would be the follow-up question. I've got nothing for you there. <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't thought that far into it. Um, I guess I guess you'd have like bottles of, and you squeeze it on like a raspberry yeah. ripple. Yeah, nice. I guess you want different like sauce ratios with each bite, don't you? When I'm having a poppadom and stuff like, I don't really just have like all the sauces together or just one sauce. I like to vary you, it up. What do you go for first on the chutneys? I probably go for mango chutney first because mm. it, it was my first love of mm. all the of all the dips. It's the first one I liked. Mm. Uh, I'm steering clear of mango chutney broadly. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Too sweet for me. Mm. The thing is, you know, I don't want to 
I mean, I've left it a while, but I'm type 1 diabetic, Ramesh, mm. uh, bring that up. Um, so if I'm having a curry, it's a big undertaking anyway. If I'm having rice and bread, it's a lot of insulin to do. So I'm not going to pile on mango. I'm not going to have jam as my starter. Mate, do you know what's so funny? So that if you eat mango chutney and think of jam, it, it, it's incredible how similar that I mean, it, it yeah. is. It's insane. <laughs> It is absolutely insane as a product, mango chutney. Yeah, it's jam. It, You're having some jam. It, it, it's jam. It I once jam. saw Ed Byrne do a routine about mince pies, just tasting like mango chutney in a sock or something. And now every time I have mango chutney, I think about mince pies, mm. and it makes me feel all Christmassy. Um, that is a that is a weird reverse engineering of of a journey to a Christmas thought, isn't it? Yep, yeah, and that's just like yeah, that'd be my advice if you ever go to see Ed Byrne. Yeah. Take each of his routines. Uh, they're all very negative, but flip them around in your own life and make positives out of them. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, Rubbish, I would start with that, with that but then as, uh, essentially, as soon as I get going on the lime pickle, I'm there for quite a while. I love a lime pickle. The only... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had an uh, I had an issue. I think it's lime pickle or it might have been Jal Frazee, but I was at dinner with Susie Ruffle at mm-hmm. uh, an Indian restaurant after a tour day, and then I went to the toilet and uh, came back to sit down and basically f- had the experience of what I believed... The, well, it felt like a rapid-onset STI, but actually what it was is that I hadn't washed my hands probably before going for a piss, and I transferred... I, I believe it was either lime pickle or possibly Jal Frazee... <laughs> Onto my penis. Yeah. And then had to say to Susie, just hold your anecdote there a minute, Susie. I'm going to go back to the toilet, and I've just been. There's no other way of explaining this apart from the fact I think I might have curry on my dick. (laughs) (laughs) It's the curry slash general chilli on the the penis is is the worst feeling. It is the worst, yeah. You feel like such an idiot as well. You feel like such an idiot. Like, my, my dick's burning and it's all my fault. Yeah, and then you sort of think, Jesus Christ, there's so many... That, that is upsetting mm-hmm. that I was handling food and now those molecules have made their way to my penis. It's... Uh, yeah. Well, oh, ha- handling it and then... Oh, I see, yeah. Mm. I thought you were stirring the curry with your dick. No, I mean, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. But uh, then, you're, then you definitely have no one else to blame but yourself. Well, I, I think if I if I had if if the food had arrived and I'd stirred it with my dick and then gone to the toilet and come back and gone, Susie, you're never going to fucking believe what's happened. <laughs> she'd know. I've got a burning sensation because I think I've got curry on my dick, and she'd say, "Well, surely, Romish, surely you'd have assumed that was likely to happen." Yeah. Bear in mind that I've just watched you stir the curry with your penis. Yeah. Also, I, I can't off. believe you're surprised by that. She's not going to be there anymore. If if no. if I witness someone take their penis out, stir their curry with it, and then go to the toilet, mm. I'm straight out of that restaurant. Hold um, on, would you leave? Would you just leave, even if they were a good friend? Yeah. I'd tweet about it first. I'd get you cancelled. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'd be like no, okay, yeah. has whipped his dick out and, and stirred. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the restaurant scene, you're in trouble. Would mate. I be? Would I be cancelled just to know what the tipping point is on this? Mm. Would I be cancelled for getting the dick out of the Indian restaurant, or would it be when I started stirring that you think it's cancelled? Time. Well, I, I think. think you, but I think you could quietly get your dick out in an Indian restaurant, and maybe people wouldn't notice. But if you then <laughs> stood up with your dick out and plopped it into the bolty pot, I think mm. I think people might be. Yeah. yeah. I think the fact that you're there. The fact that you're there with a woman as well, doesn't, you know, who's not your, you're not in a relationship with Susie, and you no. just stand up and. Oh, so you're whip, saying, whip James, yeah. that if, yeah. if Ramesh stirred a curry with his dick and his wife was there, people would be okay with it? Yeah. Mm. Right, okay. Yeah. Depends if Lisa was drunk or not. If she but, wasn't drunk, I think she'd accept it. If she was drunk, she'd go, look uh, at this prick. Staring look, at a, look at this cunt. Get his staring at m- curry with his penis. Manky old dick. <laughs> stirring this fucking curry. Put that. No one wants to see that, mate. 
Put it away. Right, but bread, though, yeah? You're going with bread. <laughs> yeah, chef yeah, bread, chef. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good stuff. What kind of bread? Uh, something plain. I, I, I just, I just, something that I can nibble on without getting addicted to and then ruin my appetite, I guess. This is a running yeah. theme. You're, you're, you're very uh, concerned about getting addicted to food, addicted to drink. I, I, I've got an addictive personality, and I, I don't. I don't really have very. I don't have much willpower, mm-hmm. so um, I, I have to kind of put in other barriers to me eating too much, which are kind of eat flavorless stuff, and hopefully you won't have too much of it. Right. Well, we're looking- so so far I'm having sparkling water as a treat, yeah, <laughs> and some plain bread to Look- stop yourself from having the thing that you prefer, yeah. which is Papa Dobbs. <laughs> In the dream, in the dream restaurant. So yeah, really, this is, thank really, you, Jeannie. Thank yeah. you for making all my wishes come true. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What is your starter, Rubbish? 
So my starter is actually a main course that uh, that I'm I, I'm turning into a starter for the purposes okay. of this meal, and that is uh, vegan chicken and waffles. Mm. Uh, now I had this uh, recently in New York just before lockdown, and um, it's as it sounds. You know, the, mm. it's like fake chicken on top of these waffles with the syrup all over it, and uh, I've always been fascinated by that dish as kind of the ultimate sort of anti-veganism. So when I saw a vegan equivalent of it, I was intrigued. But the problem with all of these fake meat things and all of these simulation things is they've only got, I reckon they've got about seven mouthfuls maximum before they get found out. You know, and that that was the problem with this dish is for the first, I'd say, quarter of it, I was like, this is fucking great. Like, it it tastes just like chicken and waffles and it's amazing and... It's really delicious. And then I would say about halfway through, three quarters of the way through, I started to think, mm, it's quite synthetic, this. It's very chemically. I don't think I'm enjoying this anymore. And by the end of it, I never wanted to eat it again. But but the, <laughs> yep. but the first portion so of that, the first portion, it was f- fucking great. I, I th- if I had, like, enough of it yeah. for the illusion not to be undermined, you know, just that kind of portion. It's I think a that's a perfect portion. So, answer. yeah, it's a, it's a starter portion. And we obviously, this is the dream restaurant. We've got a ge- yeah. genie on staff. So we can make sure that the last bite you take of it is the bite before it tips over. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That would be... that. God, that would be... Jesus, that would be amazing. <laughs> where, where because honestly, this? genuinely, the first part of that was fucking magical, man. Yeah. Like, it, it was so delicious. And I've never eaten something that has taken me from paradise... The sort of horror over over such a short amount of time. I, I really never, I never wanted to see the restaurant again. I even felt kind of slight anger towards the waiter, <laughs> just because I felt so sort of funny having eaten all of it. Do you remember what restaurant it was? It was called Urban Vegan Kitchen, uh, which I, you know, as names go, doesn't get much more pretentious, does it? I'm very really Ed, Ed. I don't know about you in that moment, but I was quite. I was thinking, oh, I hope it's not champs. Yeah, I hope he's not about like... to say he never wanted to go to champs again because champs do chicken and waffles and uh, and it's all vegan and it's very delicious. And is I, it really good? Yeah. This is the one thing that my non-vegan mates have a go at me about is eating meat substitutes. Is something that my friends. I, I think... don't know if you can call them my friends the way they question my lifestyle choices, but <laughs> but but the um, they're constantly going on about why would you why would you get a meat simulation? But I but I don't I never see that I I always think that that's the sort of desperate argument of a guilty meat eater mm. who's trying to pick yeah. a logical hole in something that you're doing because they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I mean that stuff. I, I was at a wedding once, and there's two people with vegans. Just very nice people, not making a big deal out of it whatsoever. And one guy on the table who had a massive problem with it and wouldn't leave it alone and kept saying, but kept throwing scenarios at them that they would never end up in. I thought, well, okay, well, let's say this then. Let's say you're trapped in a house, right? It's it's like, it's proper, like, you can't get out the house. You, you, you're going to be there for days. All they've got in the freezer at this point, they've just got, like, meat and chips, and that's all they've got. Are you just going to eat the chips all the time? Oh, surely you're going to delve into the meat. Mm. You, you're going to do it. And they're like, yeah, probably in, in, in the event of an apocalypse, you know, I'm trapped <laughs> in a house. Yeah, I will probably eat the meat that's in the freezer. And he's, he's there leaning back in his chair like, point, Oh, mate, point, the, mate, the, 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 the aha moment that they have, that they fucking yeah. undermine your whole thing. So, okay, so there's a gun to your son's head. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they say to you, you have to eat this lamb chop, otherwise the kid gets it. Would you eat the lamb chop? 
Yeah, I would. Okay, so you don't, you're not fully committed to it. <laughs> yeah. You're not fully vegan, then, are you? Because if you've got a choice, there are circumstances in which you would eat meat. So yeah. there you go. There you go. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know? So you'll be vegan when it suits you. Is it? Fucking amazing. As if you, as if you meant to go, yeah, shit, my son, I'm not eating that lamb chop. So. <laughs> Oh, fair play to him. St- Stick to his guns, that one. That argument, um, though, of saying, like, well, why do you eat meat substitute if... Well, the whole it, It's a meat substitute. That, that, that would suggest that anyone eating meat is going, I really love this because it's an animal. I know, I know. Sure. It's, it's a convenience thing, though, isn't it? Because I, I went vegan, like, maybe seven years ago, and it has got so much better in, in the UK for vegans um, since then. It's a convenience thing because, you know, when you're the fact that you can go to pretty much anywhere and there will be some sort of vegan option just makes life so much easier. Because I remember when I first started, somebody would go, do you want to go in here to grab something to eat? And I think, oh, fucking hell, they're definitely not going to have something. And I have to ask if they can do something special. And then they're going to bring out a, a boiled carrot and I'm going to have to be grateful because they've gone to the trouble of doing it. Or they'll say something like, the chef's never faced a challenge like this before. Let's see what he comes up with or whatever. And you just don't have that anymore. So, um, you know, going into KFC, I'm not saying that I desperately want to have the KFC vegan burger, but... It's just the fact that if your mates decide to go to KFC, there's something for you to order. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I do yeah. think that's part of it. <laughs> Although I did have a weird thing, because there there's this place called Doomies um, that I went to in in, uh, in LA, and they have, um, they have it's vegan junk food, right? And, and it looks like, mm. it looks like a pure kind of diner menu, whatever, bacon, double cheeseburger, and all of this stuff, but all of it's vegan. And they had, I said to the, I asked what the recommendation was. I said that the hot wings are amazing. And they brought this basket of wings over and they'd like, they'd driven a wooden peg. It was fake meat, but there's a wooden oh. peg in there for you to kind of nibble around it. Yeah. For me, I'll be honest with you, that's a simulation taken too far. Sure. You know, I, I don't need yeah. the skeleton. Sure. That, 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 I know there's, there's some bits that, yeah, there's some bits that, if you can cut that out of the equation, then why don't you? Like, it's like <laughs> saying we've invented a vegan meat that screams when you cut into it. <laughs> and it can reproduce. And yeah. It's alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's an animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken. Wait. We've invented a chicken. <laughs> Ed and I and the great Benito, when we were in LA, we went to a vegan place. What was it called, Ed? It was the Grateful Place. Uh, Cafe Gratitude. Cafe oh, Gratitude. yeah, yeah, I've been there. It was yeah. the most LA experience we've ever had. James, tell Ramesh why it was the most LA experience we've ever had. whole bunch of reasons. What is that yeah. uh, it was vegan? What is that we had to order our food by saying, I am grateful, I am yes, yeah, majestic, yeah. whatever it was. But the biggest one, uh, probably this is like ultimate vegan. This is like the most vegan experience I've had, never mind LA, is that we're sitting in a vegan restaurant in LA and we look around and Moby's there. <laughs> <laughs> this is Moby sitting on a table. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't believe it. He's actually here. He's in a vegan restaurant. We're just staring at him. I went to Cafe Gratitude with uh, somebody uh, who sat down and said to the waitress, just so you know, I'm not fucking ordering it like that. Just give me that. <laughs> Which is, of course, how we all feel. Yeah. From the UK, of course, that's how yeah. we feel. Yeah. It was fun, though. I went in thinking, I don't want to order it like that. And then we had the nicest waiter ever, just a super nice guy. And so I was like, I can't, I can't say to him I'm not doing it. And as soon as I said, I am powerful, and he, and he, he went, you are powerful. I was like, this feels great. Yeah. Did it feel good? Oh, it felt great. I loved it. I thought, because 
it's actually, I'd, I'd say, probably even better for British people because not only do you get to experience a, a rare feeling of saying something positive about yourself out loud, mm. but also because you're British, you think it's pretty funny. Yeah, so, I, I think I think you have to do it with a certain amount of irony and like yeah. like you're taking the piss by joining in. So I was yeah. doing, I, I am black coffee. I was just ordering everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Your main course, Ramesh. So my main course is a uh, it's a series of well it's it's my mum's cooking basically. I would like right. a, a sort of a small no actually fuck it. It's my right. dream. It's my dream meal, isn't it? Yeah. Slightly larger than small uh, portion of white rice. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like a, a soy a soya curry uh, that my mum does. Uh, uh, an aubergine curry. Oh, yeah. Some yellow dal uh-huh. uh, and. A little side of masala dosa would be my kind of would be my main course. It would be my kind of main course. It'd be actually my main course. So, is it is this a meal? Did your mum always serve these things together? Uh, no, she doesn't, uh, because my mum uh, combines um, being a feeder with constantly complaining about my physical shape. <laughs> uh, so she would never she would never serve me those things at the same time. She does this thing where. Uh, well, I, I, I'm saying it like she does it without my uh, wanting her to. She delivers these Sri Lankan, I describe them as Sri Lankan care packages to the house where she will uh, make, uh, she'll make a big batch of, of, uh, of curry and then deliver it. Normally, I think when she knows that Lisa has gone to a lot of effort cooking that day. <laughs> uh, and then she'll sort of knock on the door <laughs> Uh, and say, oh, hi, guys, I brought some, just in case you don't want this that obviously Lace has been slaving away over. Uh, I've got you something. I, I'm not going to say you're going to prefer it, Ramesh. <laughs> but you might like it as an alternative. You know, she does a lot of that. Uh, but but when she does bring that food over, she's very much like, you, you should only have only have a small amount at a time. Okay, Don't have too much because, honestly, darling, you're so close to looking almost good. Because <laughs> oh, I've, I've lost a bit of weight recently. My mum's become yep. obsessed with um, with me getting a six pack. Well. And uh, <laughs> she. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to your mum. That's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. I don't. M- most people's mums. <laughs> yeah. Are, oh, I really are, want my, I really want my child to get ready. a six pack. Yeah. She's, 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 what's oh. weird is every time she talks about it, she's sort of slightly rubbing her tits as she says <laughs> it. It makes it creepier. <laughs> Uh, like she, she she has genuinely become obsessed with me getting a six pack. I think she she thinks I don't know. She hasn't really explained why. Um, and she says to me, "I really think I, I'd really think you, you could get you should try and get yourself a six pack." But it, it's since you've lost weight, she said that. I, I think that uh, she, I think she was taking it step by step. So the first thing was try not to look disgusting anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and then once and, and then she was like moved to, to, to getting a six pack. And, and I said to her, I, I just said, it's not going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. I was very clear on that. I said, it's not going to happen. And she says, well, why not? Why, why not? Why not? Well, for, that's the first of all, I don't want it. I, I don't want a six-pack. You know, it's not – it's so difficult for people who've got the genetic advantages, who've got the willpower, have got the youth on their – it's so difficult for them to get a six-pack, and I don't even particularly want it. I think it would look freakish. Oh, also, I can't, the thing that scares me about that sort of thing is if you work that hard to get it, 
and then you, your whole life is trying to maintain it. Oh, mate. What it's an awful just, life. It's like getting a Ferrari and then just desperately trying not to get a scratch on it. I Terrible. Know, so much of your life is, is, is based on trying to keep that going. So, um, But she told me, she, said, she genuinely said to me, uh, uh, she, she, every, every time I speak to her, by the way, she mentions a six-pack. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to have a conversation during lockdown <laughs> where she hasn't, she hasn't mentioned the six-pack, right? So she said to me, uh, I said to her, Mum, it cannot, it just can't, I'm not going to get a six-pack. She goes, yeah, but you know what you should do? You should have turmeric every day. That, that, that can help. I said, Mum, I think if turmeric gave you a six-pack, I reckon I would have already heard about it. <laughs> I, I, I find it almost impossible to believe that that news would have been delivered to me by you. I love that she's, uh, she wants you to get a six-pack, but she's still dropping off massive packages oh, of her cooking. Yeah. It's but like proper, it's a test. Like, it's, like, it's a test. Yeah. She's just going, well, I'm going to leave this here, but I'll be very disappointed if you eat it. Yeah, um, yeah. and she, she delivers it in such big containers that she, she, uh, she, bring, she sort of asked me to buy smaller containers in advance so I can decant, because there's no way... <laughs> that you would be able to tackle that amount of food in one go, you know? So I be- currently, she did, she did a drop-off uh, a couple of days ago. Our freezer's full of uh, little containers with my mum's handwriting on, but from the one who really loves you. Uh, no, she doesn't write that. She just sort of, you know, <laughs> rom- dal-, dal for Romy. Has she, for Romy. Has she done, like, a drawing of you with a six-pack on every container? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just stuck pictures a, of Peter Andre on all of them. It's such a weird <laughs> thing to be obsessed about, but she really is convinced. What would you say, out of all the dishes you named that your mum makes for for this uh, particular meal, is the star? What's the what's the um, one that is like you dream I about? I think uh, the aubergine curry yeah. is is absolutely knockout. I, I grew up eating it as soon as I became. As soon as I went vegetarian, I'm gonna start making it feel making it for me all the time. But it is it, the in order to make it, it's, it's very unhealthy because yeah, you, she deep fries. Deep fries a theme in our house, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, of. no lessons deep, learned whatsoever. She she deep fries the aubergine. I think in a technique she learned uh, watching my dad cook eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she deep she deep fries the aubergine before she makes it into a curry, and then kind of dries the oil out of it or whatever. But it is it tastes so incredible mm. um it is so delicious um well that's what, and also aubergine's just like a big oil sponge right that's why it tastes so good because it just sucks sure. up every I, bit I, of fat I, I, <laughs> I think essentially what i'm telling you is i enjoy spicy oil and salt yeah. I, I, I think yeah. that is what i'm enjoying about it um and also the other thing is like when you have aubergine that hasn't been done well it tastes so horrific doesn't it yeah so so the fact that she can make aubergine taste so magical um, I find uh, pretty impressive, but I'm only allowed to have it every now and again. So, for example, she dropped off aubergine recently, but that was the first. That's probably the second time in about six months I've been allowed to have aubergine curry because obviously six packs on the way. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do pack. like that you say you, since you've been allowed to have it, which completely negates any option of you making it yourself. You're like, there's well, only one person who can bring me aubergine curry, and it's my mum. So she's not in allowed charge. to cook. Well, my mum, yeah, first of all, I'm not allowed to cook, but also my mum revealed to me... A lot of things me, you're not allowed to do. This girl. Yeah, my mum recently revealed to me that when she gives the recipes for her curries to other people, she deliberately omits ingredients because she doesn't want anyone to make it as nicely as her. <laughs> wow. And then, and then what she does is she, she gives them the recipe, they make wow. it, and then they phone her and say something like, I oh, don't... Thanks for the recipe, Shanti. Just... It doesn't quite taste 
the way that you made it. And she goes, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of magic in my hand. Fuck it, Al. I take it she emits like a small ingredient, <laughs> like a spice or something. She doesn't just like leave the aubergine out. No, I think that would be, you know, <laughs> like, Shanti, it's weird. We've just got kind of soup. I, I, I'm not sure what to do with it. But, 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 but in answer to your question, Ed, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And this is something that my mum and I um, have talked about is that my mum wants to teach me how to make all of these dishes. The problem is they take, I said the problem, they take a long time and nobody else in my house likes them. So Lisa doesn't really like Sri Lankan food that much. The kids are not that into it. So, um, you know, Lisa gets annoyed. I say annoyed, annoyed is a bit strong. She gets uh, irritated by me des- desecrating the kitchen for the sake of something that she can eat, let alone something she's got no Fair. intention of eating. So, your family sound mad. Are they had tra- <laughs> Sri Lankan foods like, I'd say, one, I'm struggling to think of a cuisine that is better than Sri Lankan Like, it's so good. Are they, what, what is their problem? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, well, the kids, the kids are sort of averse to spicy stuff anyway at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll get beyond that. Lisa just, uh, she's just not into it. I, 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 the, the truth is, James. Now that you've said that, I'm starting to think maybe it's just she's got a problem with my mum <laughs> because <laughs> because she does eat Indian food. Yeah. When we get Indian takeaway, she'll tuck into that. So it's not like she's got a problem with with That's, with spicy yeah. food. Yeah. I think it's what That's what nice. is it. Yeah, I think she anyone might... who likes Indian food has to like like Sri Lankan food. I, you know, well, I, actually, maybe it's because uh, all the Sri Lankan food I've had has been at quite nice places. But like, it's always seemed like just a more exciting version of the yeah. Curry, it's of mad the curries that, that I've that had in the past. Lisa likes Indian food, but then specifically hates the food of the country where your family are from. Right? I, I, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Um, I guess she sort of looks at Indian food and thinks it doesn't undermine my position as wife and mother in the house in the same way that Sri Lankan food has done. Yeah, when, when, when your mum shows when up. When my mum yeah. knocks on the door yeah. and goes, "Just in case you're starving, because this bitch can't cook." <laughs> <laughs> Is your side dish for your dream meal also? Is it a complement this main meal of Sri Lankan food? It, it does, but it, it's not something that my mum. It's not something that my mum cooks. Although I'm sure if she heard this, she'd be absolutely furious with me uh, for suggesting that she couldn't make it. But it's a side dish called Gobi Sixty Five. Are you aware of this? No. Are you aware of this this thing? It's a, a South Indian thing, uh, and it's cauliflower. It's sort of spiced cauliflower. Um, and it tastes absolutely amazing. I've got no idea why it's called Gobi 65. If you told me that the reason it's called Gobi 65 is there were 64 previous iterations of it, and this is the most delicious one they came up with, I would believe you, because it, it <laughs> tastes absolutely magical. It's unbelievable. And they have managed to make cauliflower taste uh, like a treat. It just tastes absolutely amazing. And the thing is, with vegan food, the words that you have associated with vegan food are kind of fresh, uh, crunchy, healthy, and all this shit. Gobi 65 is not healthy. Do you know what I mean? It's, you can feel it sort of coating your insides as you eat it. I love it. I absolutely love well, it. I could eat, 
It's one of those foods that I could eat by the bucket load. Where are you getting Gobi 65 from? Because <laughs> obviously I, I want that real bad now. Uh, if you go to any South Indian uh, restaurant, the best place to go to get Gobi 65 is if you've been to one of those South Indian restaurants where it looks like they just put up uh, picnic tables in the restaurant. Mm. Sort of the, 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 the furniture is absolutely fucking shocking and you have to take your own alcohol with you. They, it's worth it for their Gobi 65. Their <laughs> Gobi 65 will almost always be exceptional. It's, fu- it's so great, man. I love it's the fact so it's good. called Gobi 65. I don't know why it's making me laugh so much every time you say it. <laughs> I've never I've never looked up why it's called Gobi 65. I'm going to Google it now. Because okay, I, I, I do want to know quite a lot. Could it be that there's 65 different spices in it? That seems mad, uh, mad well, doesn't it? It feels weird, like in the same way that they might call it KFC 11. Yeah. So someone says here, it is a symbol of machoism to be able to eat the most chilies. An enterprising hotelier capitalised on this and cooked up the dish Chicken 65, denoting that 65 chilies were used for every kilogram of chicken. Some chefs believe it is called so because of the 65 ingredients used in making it. So actually... Opinions differ here. It doesn't. It, it doesn't taste like. Uh, it's not very hot. It's not challenging to eat. It's deep. It's deep fried, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It is deep yeah. fried. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on the Wikipedia for it. I yeah. imagine uh, this is the first bit of traffic it's got in a while. I don't think many people are <laughs> going on the Gobi 65 Wikipedia. It's a, I mean, uh, like aubergine, cauliflower is one of those things that just takes on flavour and fat so nicely. Yes, I love absolutely. A, love yeah. a cauliflower dish. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, having done this, uh, having done this podcast now, I'm starting to think I'm less of the culinary genius that I thought I was. It turns out that I just like spicy, deep fried things. Not, <laughs> I don't have quite the discerning palate that I suspected before I did this podcast. I came on here thinking, oh, "This is going to be great. I'm going to share some of my insights." I know you just like salt, heat, and oil. One account claims that the dish emerged as a simple meal solution for Indian soldiers in 1965. Oh, here we go. It is also claimed to relate to a requirement for the meat to be from a 65-year-old chicken. Oh, what? Sorry, 65-day-old. Yeah. (laughs) 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 This fucking geriatric chicken. Most disgusting. This is so. This yeah. is the stringiest thing I have ever eaten. We had to keep it alive for sixty-five years. <laughs> oh. It was really hard. That's what Alzheimer's really adds to the flavour of the chicken. <laughs> Atrophy yeah. just makes it delicious. <laughs> Others claim that it means sixty-five pieces of chicken. I mean, that's the most unoriginal yeah, one. No imagination, yeah. those people. I think because there's sixty-five pieces in there. Is there? Did you just eat 60... Think about it. Did you just eat 65 pieces of chicken? Yes <laughs> so does, that no? mean, does, that, does that mean as soon as you've eaten one piece, we have to change the name of the dish? <laughs> or you yeah. just have to keep adding one back in every time you eat it? Yeah, bad luck. Yeah. It's not going to be 65 unless there's 65 pieces. <laughs> now, we come to your favourite drink. We've been talking a lot about drinks earlier in the show, your Diet Coke addiction, um, cocktails that you like. This is a bit out there, what I'm about to suggest for my for my drink, right? That's all I'm saying, all right? Great. Okay? And deep, ordinary... Deep-fried deep Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen... Have you watched uh, Deep Fry Masters? Yep. Yes. Of course. Okay. Of course we have. Fucking hell. 
Of course, we of course we've watched that. It's it's literally the the show that is most up our street. Like as soon as that yeah. appeared on Netflix, we were watching that and texting each other whilst we were watching. So it. so yeah. have you guys? Have you guys? <laughs> it's a deep fried lemonade. Yeah. What what is what what the hell is going on? So what I can make out there is yeah. that they've got some sort of like cake. A like right. spongy cake that they inject lemonade into yeah. until it's absolutely just like saturated beyond belief with lemonade, right. yeah. and then they deep fry that. And then when yeah. you eat that, it just tastes like that's all. The cake is like secondary. Everything's just like it just tastes. And like so, and so, is 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 lemonade flooding your mouth? Then I think so. Right, I think you okay. bite into it and you get the crispiness of the outside. And then just a burst of lemonade. Do you know what? Do you know what I love about that show is they describe the people that have like come up with those dishes like they cured cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Derek is responsible for possibly the the best selling deep fried lemonade in the whole of the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they put talking about Butch Benavides, one of the one of the judges, Butch Benavides, who like came up with loads of stuff, mostly just putting stuff on sticks, putting deep fried yeah. stuff on sticks, cheesecake, deep fried cheesecake. That's, yeah, yeah, they talk about him like he's Tesla. It's, 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 it's so funny because because also the things that they judge the food on, you know, is, is some people say, you know, is it the balance of flavours and stuff like that? They go, can you eat this while you're walking? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's one of the biggest criteria. And what they that. mean is, can you eat it on the way to the next snack shack? Yeah. I'm walking down the midway. Can you hold five of them at the same time? Yeah. Anyway, my drink, drink? is... Uh, Raspberry Tango Ice Blast. Brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Now, uh, I, I, I can already feel I can already feel Twitter lighting up as we speak. All the listeners getting on there. You fucking what? That's your dream drink, is it? Raspberry, t- raspberry Tango Ice Blast as well. The specific... How specific that is. I can't believe you've picked a drink that you can probably only get from a cinema. <laughs> That's what makes it so fucking amazing, though. And you, yeah. can't, you can't even get it from my cinema anymore. They've changed to, uh, what's it called? Icy. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I'm actually... I already feel like I'm kind of in your corner on this one, to be fair. Okay. So explain your reasons why, but I think I, I, feel like I, I get this. Um, I just think it's uh, it's just unadulterated joy that drink. I like all icy drinks, but but raspberry tango ice blast is the best one I've ever had. It's have you had it by the way? Yes, I've never had so, it. So um, so obviously it's pure sugar. Yep. It's blue. <laughs> so already that's fifty percent of the battle won for me because because blue food is so rare. Yeah, I think when you do get it, it feels special. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Um, Every time you take a sip of that drink, and I stand by this, and I don't give a fuck what your people tweeting and are going to say, but every time you drink it, you experience the joy of having tasted it for the first time. It is <laughs> yeah. so yeah. just delicious. It is so delicious that when my kids ask for a sip of it, I feel anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is so lovely. It is so delicious that I actually... Start when I the first time I tried it, I just thought this is so good. I can't believe how good this is. And um, and then I, and remember, then I thought, where maybe were just, you? Where were you when you first? I was, at, I was at Crawley. I was at Crawley Cineworld. Yeah. Um, and what I film? tried. Pardon? What film? I think it was. It might have been Box Trolls. Uh, I can't remember. But um, yeah. anyway, I tried this trick. I thought it was Box Trolls. By the way, what a fucking harrowing watch that was. There's a part in Box Trolls 
where there's a vice that comes down and looks like it crushes them all to death, right? And we watched that, and I just think that's too much peril for a kid's film. Yeah, yeah. Because we watched that, and my son turned to me almost like like he wanted to cry, (laughs) and he said, are they okay, Dad? And I just said to him, yeah, yeah, of course they're okay, thinking I hope this doesn't have a really fucking dark twist (laughs) and there's actually box troll chutney. When they when they bring that voice back up, I'd imagine it didn't. It I'd fun. imagine it didn't soothe them that much that you were probably in the corner of the cinema in the fetal position from all the sugar with a very blue mouth, <laughs> big blue beard. Tripping balls. So how how often can you have this though? Like if it. Well, I can't. I can't. The truth is, I can't have it anymore because. Well, I could if they if I go to a cinema that has it. I can't have it very frequently because Crawley have stopped doing it. I actually looked up uh, buying a machine. Oh, this is exactly home. what. I was, of course, look, you're doing well, Ramesh, yeah. but you're not allowed to cook in your own house, so I doubt you're allowed a Tango Blast machine. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm speaking to you now from the garage, and I've been told that if I wanted a, a Tango Ice Blast machine, I could have one in the garage. <laughs> um, That's sad, but, isn't it? But, um, but I, you know. It's too expensive. It's like two grand or something like that. Right. And, and like there's maintenance and stuff like that. I, I just don't want to make the call to, to the maintenance guys going, I've got a Tango Ice Blast machine that needs attention. I go, which, which, uh, which cinema location is it? And I go, actually, it's in my garage. <laughs> my garage. I, 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 don't wanna, I don't want to have that conversation. But that would be I'm such a great fact about you that people could bring up on a regular basis. Like, you know the comedian Ramesh Ranganathan? He's got his own Tango Ice Blast machine. <laughs> yeah. Gets it serviced and everything. Gets it serviced. He's got a go. Uh, Slush puppies versus ice blasts. Do you want to explain to the listeners why ice blasts are better? Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. I can't imagine I'd have to, but I will do. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the Tango ice blast has a sherbetty quality to it that isn't present in the slush puppy. Yes. Um, there's kind of a, a fizzy kind of tang to it that um, that slush puppies don't have. And don't get me wrong, slush puppies are are great, but. They're not as nice. They're nowhere near as nice, actually, as a Tango Ice Blast. Slush puppies, you got two sips, and then all the colour's gone, and you just got ice. Well, actually, that is part of the issue with the Tango Ice Blast, and that's what I was going to ask you. Is it possible to have, in this dream scenario, have that Tango Ice Blast modified so that it doesn't... You don't get to a point where you've just kind of got ice chips in the in the bottom of the cup. Is that possible? Yeah, we'll just add, add 10 times the syrup. We'll, we'll just yeah. do it. That every sip you have is that like that first sip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine going to the cinema and requesting that because you don't want you just going. Look, can I? Can you do me a favour? I want a Tango Ice Blast, but I like to have it with ten times the syrup. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you that happen? <laughs> they would say, "How about this? How about you get your own machine and put it in your garage, you greedy bastard?" <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One what? of the things I find fucking infuriating mm-hmm. is when you go into the cinema Real and they tell you there. and they tell you that you can't have a Tango Ice Blast and the machine is clearly swirling <laughs> the stuff around. <laughs> And uh, so you go, you, you, you've made it. Yeah. yeah. So what are you, what are you saying? The problem is what unlocking it, getting well, into that machine. Where, where is the, where's that's that because issue? That's okay. because your mum gets a cinema before you do and tells them to not give you one because she wants you to get a big six pack. Yeah. <laughs> when Ice Blasts first came in, yeah, I had a job at Wixty Park in Kettering and on in the Oak Tree, which is a catering uh, part of it, and I served Ice Blasts. I was one of the first people in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> to man these ice blast machines. Bet you're, Therefore, a, bit, bet you're a bit starstruck now, Ramesh, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> so, a little sorry, bit. Man. I've got to be honest with you. Sorry, you've got in my estimation. <laughs> yep. And uh, therefore, I was one of the first people who had to explain to customers why 
when it was still going round, we couldn't serve it to them. Because there'd be a little red light next to it. And, it, and basically, it was basically kind of starting the whole process again. It's basically starting with the syrup and everything and getting the ice. So it's not ready yet because... Oh, I see. Essentially, if, if we did it at that point, you would just get... I mean, you'd probably love it, but you'd just get syrup and no real ice in there or anything like that. It'd be pretty uh, gone. I, I just... It, it, did, it, did at any point, did they consider sort of making a kind of ice blast shroud? that you could kind of put over yeah. it when it was out of order, just because, I guess kind of just to assuage people like me, yeah, who were just, just enraged by the idea that the ice blast appears to be so close. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drink it so much. You would have loved this job, Rubbish. I was drinking it all the time. and I was. It's mixed- good, right? Do you like it, James? Yeah, I love, I love ice blasts. And we had loads of different flavours back then as well. And I would mix the lime ice blast with... Um, the Coke from the soft drink dispenser as well. I was mixing soft drinks and ice blasts together pretty Fucking regularly. Hell. I, I was trying those different combinations and I was trying different ones out with different soft drinks to find the best combinations. James speaks and... about his job working the Tango ice blast <laughs> machine with more joy and enthusiasm than I've ever seen him talk about stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, well, it was... <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> I can't argue that, can I? <laughs> That's... <laughs> absolutely hey you got me Thank you, right. that's, that's absolutely true try different combinations of stuff together any, any combinations of jokes I've tried on stage have only left me feeling hollow and empty and gone home well and during lockdown uh, Wixley Park has basically like looks like it's going to have to close and I've, I've had a lot of people contact me saying, will you sign this petition and get involved in, in saving Wixley Park? And, um, any of my other places I used to work at, I would have been like, sod off, don't give a shit. Wixley Park, I'm like, absolutely. Mm. Straight away. Yeah. And is there a job going on the snacks? On the yeah, snacks also. Is the oak, does the oak tree need a hand? I will volunteer there. <laughs> I'm going to be interested to hear your dessert now, Ramesh, bearing in mind you're coming off the back of the sweetest drink available. Yeah. You're already on a sugar high. Mm. Uh, that's not going to stop me, guys. Uh, Good. Good on you. I do. I do feel sorry for desserts, uh, just because they are the they are great, mm-hmm. but they always come when you're sort of least hungry. But, uh, but so I'd like kind of, I kind of before the dessert, like the send. I'd, I'd I'd love either the opportunity to take like an half an hour walk, or if you were able to magic that feeling of having had that walk that would be that would be that would help me enjoy the dessert well we can put a treadmill yeah. at your table it's kind of not what i asked for yeah but well you, you know, know i'm just trying to work out practical actual... ways of doing this you know doesn't want to do the actual thing all right well how about um, yeah well it's magic you a walk and give you a six-pack how's that so you, you feel like you've had a walk and you've a six-pack emerged. <laughs> well now you're making me and my mum <laughs> yeah Thank you very much <laughs> Uh, no, but I do. I do feel like I, I always get excited about desserts, particularly now as like more and more vegan ones have become available. But and then by the time it, t- it comes round, uh, I end up ordering it even if I don't want mm-hmm. it because I feel like oh well they've done a vegan dessert I should have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, to cut a long story short, which the ship has sailed on that I believe, um, <laughs> I um, I really love the vegan donuts from Crosstown Donuts. Now I don't know if you yep. tried yes. these. <laughs> they're pretty phenomenal that's one of the places where i would i i would opt for the vegan choice oh probably anyway because it's just as good if not better they are so delicious man you know like they they've got the because sometimes with donuts 
the sweet filling plus the sweet dough is too much. But cross down donuts, they do this thing where they'll put like rhubarb in the center and the tartness of the rhubarb cuts against the sweetness of the donut so beautifully. Mm. I absolutely love it. I, 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 I oh God. So I think incredible. Crosstown got me into donuts because I don't, I don't think I was a massive donut guy before that, but Crosstown donuts, I'm, I'm all over that. Absolutely yeah. love Crosstown. Really good. Well, I, I think the problem with a lot of donuts is they just think more is more. Yeah. And so they add like shit on the top of it and they make mm. it like in this kind of monster confection. But actually what you want is something where the flavours complement each other. And uh, Crosstown... Absolutely nailed that. It's so, so now, good. I had an awful I had an awful situation where I was doing a writer's day and one of the people that were there had had sort of heard that I or, or I think they, they were the ones that introduced me to Cross Town. Anyway, they turned up with a box full of Cross Town donuts and they'd got like six vegan ones and they said, Romesh, I've got you vegan donuts. And I was at that time trying to I was sort of hoping to get myself as expert. I was trying to restrain myself from eating that kind of stuff. But because they'd gone to the trouble of doing it, I felt like I should eat these vegan donuts. So I ate quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't I, I hate t- to point out to you, Romesh, but you have ordered something else that's just another deep fried thing. Mm. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So, do you know what that pause was? It wasn't even... I, I genuinely felt bleak. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. I saw you go, because I knew you felt bad about that anyway when we were Shall talking we, about the Gobi 65, but you've just ordered... Yeah, but, you yeah. know, the, the one consolation I have from the whole experience is at least the tango, the ice blood's not deep, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a heathen. It's the only time on this podcast... We've done a lot of episodes of this podcast now. It's the only time on this podcast where a guest... I've looked at a guest... And the look of their face literally says, what have I done? <laughs> like, <laughs> never seen that before, but proper like, what have I done? And regret like it's real. <laughs> because you came into this all like, oh, I can't wait to give some of my opinions on food and show off what a foodie I am. Deep yeah. fried chicken, deep fried chicken for starter. <laughs> deep fried cauliflower. <laughs> Donut. Do you know what? Do you know, what makes, more, do you know what makes it even more disgusting? The sort of connoisseurie way I described the rhubarb going into the donut, like our some sort of fucking cordon bleu, distinguished prick. No, it's just another deep fried thing with sugar on. Actually, sorry to burst your bubble. What you're what you're what you're complimenting the food on is something to cut through all the sugar you've been stuffing your fat fucking face with. Just talking like a character from the clubs. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think you should do a thing where at the end, at the end of the podcast you go. So do you still think you're a foodie? Do it because there's absolutely. I think no you way. are. I think you I are. think you are absolutely. You I mean, are. You're my kind of foodie. I love all this stuff. That was delicious. Um, yeah, Crosstown Donuts. I've actually not had a donut from Crosstown Donuts because coming back to the things we've been saying quite a lot in this episode. I think I would love them too much, and so I don't want to... So with every donut chain, I've done this. Of like, I lived literally opposite a donut time. Uh, donut time are good as well. Donut time is so good. And mm. for like three years, I lived opposite a donut time, and I didn't go in there once because I was like, I can't. And then a, a week before we moved, uh, I had one, and then I think I had about five in a week <laughs> because I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And they'd started taking anyone who visited me, if my family visited me, we'd go into town and get some uh, Donut Time donuts. Crosstown donuts. Now, if I have family visit, 
I take people to Crosstown Donuts because I know they're the best donuts that everyone talks about. And yet I still haven't had one. I don't know what they taste like. So I've taken family members there and watched them eat these donuts, but known that it's too dangerous. Do they, do they find it weird that you take them to a place that you're sort of recommending and then yep. sit there and just watch them <laughs> eat the donut? Yeah. And then they're like, you don't have one? No, never have. <laughs> Nor would I. Nor enjoy. Would I. Yeah. So enjoy that. Rubbish likes it, the deep fried master himself. <laughs> the, the, the original deep fried master, Rubbish Ranger Nathan. But Trenavides, we call it. Oh my God, this is so fuck. Honestly, man, I'm not fucking about it's... <laughs> That's like, I forgot that on top of everything. So the only course of this whole menu that isn't deep fried is your drink. And during the drink course, you went on a you went on a complete tangent about the show Deep Fried yeah. Bastards. So you were, like, before you, you chose even... before you chose your drink, you asked us to clarify what deep fried lemonade is. Yeah. Before I choose my drink, what is deep fried lemonade? Because I might would I like I might it? Want that. Yeah. It's possible that I might need the drink to be deep fried. If your answer is satisfactory to me, I will be choosing deep fried lemonade. Yeah. First of all, some research. What is deep fried lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this can't go out. (laughs) Uh, But what flavour donut is it from Crosstown Donuts? You said vegan ones, but is it just vegan? Whatever one that's got, there's one with like, I think it's raspberry and custard or something like that, but it's got raspberry in the middle of it and it's. uh, it's been deep fried. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Oh, I love it. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to read your order back to you. Oh, now. God. <laughs> Just to see how you feel about it. <laughs> Here we go. Sparkling water. Now, how do you want that cooked? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Well, I, I want sparkling water so that I don't. Indulge myself with a Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah. For the rest of the meal, I'm fucking having a... Let's not forget you you wanted poppadoms, but you turned them yep. down because you knew you'd have too many of them. Yeah, but you wanted the fried yeah. poppadoms, but uh, instead you went for plain bread. Started out with good intentions. Starter, vegan chicken and waffles from an urban vegan kitchen in New York, but only up to the bite where it still tastes good. Main course, mum's cooking, white rice, soya curry, aubergine curry, yellow dal, masala dosa. Side, Gobi 65, because that's how many times it's deep fried. Uh, drink, Raspberry Tango Ice. <laughs> that's when it turns for me. That's when it took a turn. Oh, that's, that's when you, you realise. And dessert, vegan crosstown donuts, brackets the one with the raspberry and the custard in it. It's so, it's so funny how arrogantly I was criticising my dad for deep frying, <laughs> deep frying boiled eggs. Like I was better than him. I am him. It looks like the deep fried apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I think that is a good menu, though. Or deep frying aside, that does sound absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah. I've got no problem with any of that rubbish. Yeah. But... Fucking hell, this is bad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Ramesh, okay. thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. You've been marvellous. Thank Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. It's certainly going to leave me with some questions to ask myself <laughs> when I leave. That's what we like. Well, there we are. The the deep fried Ooh. special of Off Menu with Ramesh Ranganathan. <laughs> Whoa, there was a theme and a half to that. It's not often we send a guest away and I fear we have done actual psychological damage, but that's Mm. the vibe I got at the end of that recording. 
Yep, I think Rubbish is going to be reassessing his entire life and how he lives it from now on. That was pretty pretty worrying. Yep. Well, they, and he didn't say dried limes, though. Of course he didn't. No. He probably said deep fried limes at some point. Yeah, nearly. Nearly tried to... That, that was on, on the cards. And we just realised, haven't we, James, that this is episode 65. Yeah. Go be 65. That's very exciting. All the 65 talk, we didn't even know what episode this was going to be. So that's why. Can someone go on the Gobi 65 Wikipedia page and edit it to say yes. that people think it might be called Gobi 65 because it was spoken about on episode 65 of Off Menu by Ramesh Ranganathan? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like I say, this is, uh, this is Series 4. Very exciting to be back. Uh, we've not been away that long, to be fair. Uh, but uh, spread the word. Tell people about it. Mm. Uh, why not um, tweet us? Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, at OffMenuOfficial on both of those. Do not tweet us and ask, hey, is there a list of those restaurants? What restaurant did they mention in that episode? You don't need to do that. Just go on the website, OffMenu.org. And on that website is a whole list of restaurants. The Great Benito has taken a long time to write that list. So they're all there with links and everything. Lovely guess at the website there, James. It's offmenupodcast.co.uk. Yes. Um, also, why not leave us a review on iTunes? Uh, give us five stars. Uh, you can write a few sentences about why you like it, but mainly the stars is what counts. Oh. But uh, just go on there, sling us five stars. Will you do that for me, James? Will you, will you give us five stars? I'll do it, Ed. I'll go on there. Anything to help up my buddy's podcast. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, well, looking forward to the rest of the series. We've got some absolutely brilliant episodes coming up. Uh, but for now, um, keep, keep on munching. Keep on munching, keep on lunching, keep on crunching. wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? Oh, no. From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains.